Sam and Renee's Real Estate Show. Sounds like Canberra. Sounds like Mix on a 6.3. JW Land. Introducing homes of uncompromising quality across premium locations. Hi there, it's Cam and Renee here. Each week on Mix 106.3, we present the Mix 106.3 Real Estate Show. We speak with industry experts, leaders in Canberra property, national analysts and a range of other property specialists. So let's take a listen to some of the things we looked at in last Saturday's show. Well, we spoke to um, Ross Triffitt earlier on this morning about week two of Floriad and we're tying uh, Floriad back into the real estate show this morning, Cam, because there's something really cool coming up on the 8th of October there. Absolutely. There's a, there's a couple of firsts happening and uh, also a cubby house for sale. Yes, yeah, so a bunch of um, properties are going to be auctioned off and this cubby house as well. But let's find out why and how this is all happening and say good morning to Hannah Gill, uh, Director of Property Management at the Property Collective and President of the Real Estate Institute. Institute of the ACT. Hey, Hannah. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me back on the show. Thank you for uh, calling up this morning and uh, making your Saturday morning part of our Saturday morning. Um, tell us what is happening on Sunday, October 8. Yeah, I mean, as Renee mentioned, the Property Collective is holding a bit of a unique auction event. We'll actually be on site at the Tulip Stage at Floriard, auctioning off some beautiful homes and one amazing cubby house. Okay, and tell us where the idea for this came from, particularly with the cubby house. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is our second year as a Floriard community sponsor. Last year, we actually raised $11,000 through the Cubby House auction for the two local charities. And then the Cubby House was actually um, donated to Carinia House, which was a really nice outcome. And um, what we like about the Cubby House auction is that it really brings together the community. So a local builder this year, ACT Property Maintenance and Fencing, built it. A local artist, Erin Marshall, painted it. And then two local charities of Floriard, so Roundabout Canberra and the Indigenous Marathon Foundation, they'll benefit from the auction result. Yeah, so good. And mm. so tell us about the, the design of the cubby house and the plans. I mean, is it multi-room or what, what's the layout? <laughs> Look, Cam, we've gone with a really minimalistic theme this year. We want the lucky buyer of the cubby house to make it their own. So it's a single open space, perfect for hosting all your friends and maybe a picnic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds perfect. I love that. Now, who's going to be doing the auction, Hannah? Well, for the second year, our auctioneer is going to be David Holmes. Now, Dave's a really highly sought after and really entertaining auctioneer, so we're confident in his ability to get the best result for the auction for the charities. Okay, and so we've got the cubby house element, but there's actual real houses as well, isn't there? You've got a long list of um, really good-looking properties. Yeah, you bet. We've got 10 beautiful homes already on the market, another couple likely to go live this week. They're all available to have a look at on our website and also all homes, but they are stunning homes. So worth checking out what's on on the market that day. Okay. And so the Property Collective uh, last Friday night took out the REACT Award for the Community Service Award. Why why is it important for you at the Property Collective to, to be doing these sorts of charity auctions? Look, I mean, the Property Collective was founded to try to do something differently. Our whole mantra is to go far together. So when there's opportunities to really and give back in, in any way, um, we see that as something that with and we really want to contribute to. Yeah, nice. yeah 100%. Well, we love um, what you guys are doing. This is going to be lots of fun. Thank you um, so much for sharing those details with us, Hannah, and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks so much, guys. Well, something we're covering off on um, in the show, Cam, through the month of September, when we have our four-part interview series, we get to dig down on a particular topic. Mm. And at the moment, we're looking at prop tech, so the role that all the digital apps and platforms play in real estate. And how quickly that's grown over the last couple of years as well. so much and still is. So we spoke to uh, John Minns from the Prop Tech Association, um, who described it as a digital platform that helps us to buy, sell and manage real estate. And then last week, we learned about ALO that 
that rental assistance app. Mm. Uh, so today we're going to take a look at Immersive. Now, this is an app that took out the PropTech to Watch Gong at uh, the PropTech Association of Australia's 2023 Gala Awards in July. So plenty to learn this morning. And what an event that was. Yeah, 100%. And so we're going to say good morning to Christian Schwertbegger, uh, co-founder and managing director of Immersive. Hey, Christian. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. All right, mate. Thanks for joining us this morning. So tell us, Immersive, what is it and what does it do? All right. So I'll set the scene for you. So say, for example, you're looking to buy a built property uh, and you're looking online. You may be able to to review uh, photographs or an online tour uh, or video maybe. And then, you know, once that spiked your interest, you might uh, decide to then go visit the open home and, you know, get a full understanding of the house, the surroundings, um, compare it to how you experience it online. So we operate in the unbuilt off the plan property space. So for unbuilt property for project marketers out there who might be listening, you know, traditional ways to market property is using 3D renders. So they are just static images depicting on, you know, how a property would look once it's built. Um, so that's been the way that, you know, we've been able to sell off the plan apartments or house and land uh, for something that's not built. We need to show how it's going to look to um, obtain a purchase. So Immersive really is an interactive platform that really just tries to elevate the sales process. So what we do is we take a holistic approach to the whole property and we allow a buyer to truly envisage how the property looks um, as if it was already built. Okay. And, And so where did the idea for this come from and how did it sort of develop to the product that it is today? Uh, yes, good question. So we were a 3D render studio in the past, but as technology sort of developed, um, we've been able to leverage that, that technology and provide like a real-time tour uh, now, which is immersive. So you can, a buyer can physically inspect uh, a property as if it was already built online or in a showroom. So if you're a sales agent, you're able to have a buyer come into a sales showroom and you can literally walk them people through um, a home all in real time. So they get a true, accurate understanding of how it looks and feels and, and how it interacts with the area. And so for those who have experienced it, what kind of feedback have they been given? Like, what have they been saying about it? Um, so we've been in um, sales showrooms and people have come in and, and then they're looking online, they're looking on the tour and some people come in, you know, is it already built already? That's the sort of a testament to the level of realism that we're able to achieve. Wow. Um, yeah. And sales agents really love the ability to be able to develop that trust with the buyer. So if you're just presenting 3D render images, sometimes it doesn't tell the whole story. Um, but when you're able to literally walk people through a kitchen then around the back to the butler's pantry, they can see every nook and cranny of that, of that house. Uh, and it really just inter- turns that buyer from maybe someone who's inquisitive into a really informed purchase decision maker. So it really just elevates the way they can sell our property quicker. Yeah, for sure. And, and what's the next step for the app, Christian? The next step um, really is just keeping up with the technology. So it's moving so fast. So we really have like an unwavering commitment to just continue to develop the product um, as technology improves. Um, gener- uh, 6G uh, internet and next-gen MBN infrastructure developments will allow for 8K streaming. Currently, we're streaming at 4K. Um, yeah, so things like AI and augmented reality capture are on our radar to really enhance and improve it further. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's so good. It's mm. really interesting to learn about things like this and they seem to be happening um, right across the space, which is so awesome. Christian, thank you so much for sharing that with us this morning.
No worries. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's Christian Schwertweger, who's co-founder and managing director of Immersive Care. Well, Cam, we obviously had the news come out recently about the changes to the Territory Plan 2023. Um, the district strategies and design guidelines were recently released. Yes. And we spoke to Steve Lowe last week, who explained to us that most suburban blocks in Canberra, which are RZ1 blocks, uh, previously, um, if you had a secondary block on, a, on land that was over 800 square metres, it couldn't be sold separately to the main house. Correct. However, these new changes do allow for that to happen now. Um, so we thought uh, this morning we'd take a look at what you can actually build. Yeah, I mean, that's important. What can and can't you build? Because, you know, further on down the track, that's going to be very important as far as a buying and selling process is concerned. Indeed. And Frank Wormsley is Director at Canberra Granny Flats and Fixed Price Extensions. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Renee. Good morning, Cam. Hi, mate. Welcome back to the show. So, first of all, tell us, what does an optimal block for the proposed unit titling look like? Hey, that's a really good question. Um, to, I suppose what's really important is to understand the differences between subdivision and unit titling. Unit titling essentially is common driveways, common property, small body corporates, two properties on one block. Does yep. that make sense? Yep. That gives us the instrument to be able to sell them separately, but they'll be under a unit's plan. That's uh, And by the way, the Territory Plan isn't in effect yet, the new Territory Plan. Yep. And the codes and the regs that govern this have not been provided yet. So yeah. we've got a new Planning and Development Act, but we don't have the Territory Plan. For what's called single uh, single housing, That those new codes and regs haven't been updated. But I... I did an exercise at looking at um, a block of blocks in Melbourne. I looked at 20 and said, under these new proposed rules, what percentage of blocks could be unit titled that were above 800 square metres? And um, assuming, and the assumption is that you retain the front home, um, even though theoretically you could unit title if the home was set back um, far enough. Um, and I reckon there was about 20 to 25% of homes that could actually be um, unit titled in that suburban street that I looked at. Okay, and, and so yeah. how will the utilities be set up in that situation? So a secondary structure goes onto the same block. So how will the electricity and the water rates be built and you know, between the existing structure and the new structure? Yeah, well, um, if you build a second dwelling now, which you can do on blocks above 500, there's only one sewer tie, there's only one electrical connection, there's only one drinking water connection, um, and there's only one power connection. Under the proposed changes to unit title, essentially you need all new services. However, I've actually seen properties where water is separately, like drinking water is separately, consumption is one is one metre, mm. right? But I, buyers find that, you know, unattractive. So what we will need is two connections yep. uh, on the block. So 800 square metre block, you'll need your own. Uh, and what Evo Energy essentially dictate now on all developments would be underground power. So you'll need to invest in an additional sewer tie, an additional stormwater connection, and additional underground power. Okay. Yeah, so there's quite a bit yeah. to it, isn't there? There is, there is. I mean, I estimated, we estimated by doing our calculations... When you, right now, if you add an additional dwelling to a block, irrespective of RZ1, RZ2, but 
there's a thing called the lease variation charge. So yes. If you add an additional property to a block, um, there are some uh, essentially across the ACT. It's about thirty grand to add that. Um, in the inner south and some parts of the inner north, there's another calculation um, which is much higher, but it's about it's about thirty grand. Then with the additional connections, I, I genuinely believe some blocks will need retention tanks depending on where the stormwater is. Um, it will probably be about 50 grand, I reckon, to do it well and to get endorsement from those, that multitude of um, utility providers. Yeah. yeah, sure. So there's a bit to it, absolutely. There is a bit to it for sure. Well, Frank, um, we could chat to you about this for much longer, but we are going to have to leave it there. But thank you so much for explaining all of that for us this morning. I'm really grateful. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye Thank now. you. You Bye-bye. too. Uh, Frank Wormsley, who's a director at Canberra Granny Flats and Fixed Price Extensions. Well, those are the interviews we most enjoyed in last week's Mix 106.3 Real Estate Show. If you love hearing about the latest trends or you're just up for a sticky beak, be sure to drop by for a listen this Saturday between 9 and 10. Canberra Renee's Real Estate Show. Sounds like Canberra. Sounds like Mix 106.3.